0: what's happening everybody welcome to the Ray infinity show podcast this is episode number 129 and today i got a good show here with for you guys here and i got an interesting guy who i'm having on my on my show for the first time um you guys will probably like him maybe not maybe you will but i think you will i got um dustin Faulkner. how are you doing sir who, who can explain to the audience who you are man
1: ray i really appreciate you having me on today i am dustin Faulkner. i am uh i uh, on uh, battlefront broadcasting network uh we are a uh, media company down here in Texas uh started this back in 2017 off of the ground uh, we came there from gatekeepers online jeff dornick's operation uh we're also with freedom first network uh, basically what I what we do is we do investigative journalism we also uh, i have a show called battlefront frontline this show airs uh wednesday and friday nights uh so basically what we are we are is we're a truth-telling organization we seek to expose the things that are happening today that most people uh don't see it from a perspective as we want to as as we give it um we we want to get our country back online we want to in this information warfare that we are. Dealing with these, this day and time, and it it is a very important thing that people need to understand is that because of the information warfare, it's very important to have organizations, just like what you do out there, giving this kind of, uh, information to people, because we're always being well, uh, uh, censored and censored is, is, is a very strong word to use because they want to make sure that we are not giving the truth out there. So that's what we do there, uh, with battlefront broadcasting network, uh, we're a growing organization. Uh, we, we bring on many people just like general Flynn. We have had, uh, many guests such as, uh, as we ha- just had Reverend Jim Harden. Um, but what the, the basically, uh, the, the premise of the program is the truth cannot be hidden forever. And that's what we seek to do. Uh, it, we are here to serve the American public, uh, so that we can fight back and take back this country as fast as possible.
0: Yeah, that's really cool, man. Um like him um, a few weeks ago when when president when I was at President Trump's rally, I posted some photos with Alex Stone who is Roger Stone's nephew and you commented on, on there saying like um like um you was it you or was it someone else? No, it was it was someone else I believe. So yeah, uh, that was a different story. But yeah, like um yeah, I I met I met Alex Stone there too. So yeah. So have you had um I'm um, Roger Stone on your show actually?
1: I have had Roger Stone, Alex Stone, we have worked together with uh, good kid. He's uh that was me who commented on that actually. Uh, because I've seen that you had him, you had met him. Uh, he actually we, we I met him back during 2020. Uh the first time I ever met Alex was mm-hmm. at a um Faith and Freedoms uh function in Dallas, Texas, uh put on by Matt Couch. Matt Couch, you guys might know, is a pretty big Twitter person ex uh, personality. Uh and uh and he also does the same things that, that we are doing here, getting the information out. But Alex Stone, I know him because we uh, I, met, I saw him first talk from the stage as a 17-year-old kid uh, talking about the gospel uh, really, and to hear the things that were coming out of his mouth was really refreshing because people in his age group don't really have that very much. Uh, and the understanding that he has of biblical principles is huge, and it's something that we really need in this country. So Alex Stone has done a really great job of getting out there. Uh, it's at all of the Reawaken America tours. I don't think he was there uh here recently but yes roger stone has taken him under his wing uh to see that partnership between the two of them grow uh has is, is been pretty immense uh, he's doing a really good job reaching people in his age group. i think he's what 21 now just it's it's incredible to see this kid uh do what he does
0: me and him are about the same age about the same age because i'm 21 too so
1: yeah <laughs> i'm glad you're doing what you do
0: <laughs> yeah well i've been inspired by a whole lot of people so yeah mainly the main reason I started my show was because of everything that happened in 2020. So yeah, like at that time I was blue-pilled, but it took all of 2020 to red pill me and got me where I am right now.
1: Well, I'm glad that you did. I think that that's, it's, it's a really kind of a testimony and a testament to yourself Uh, to at your age to say, you know what? Uh, I, I was, I was, I didn't understand things the way that I should have. Uh, so now some things came into me with information. Someone said something to me that woke me up and now I'm going to do what I can to get out there and reach people in my age group and people older than me, uh, or whatever, just because you want to take back this country. You want people to know what you know, and that's what we need here. We need this to keep going as strong as possible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And me actually I'm not the only one in my cr- crew because I have a whole crew like um well not people that work for me but like we're all like podcasters or influencers we all like them um, work together we all communicate with each other on that kind of stuff. We call ourselves the mega Bulls. so yeah I came up with the name because of how because I like the expendables so I, I just <laughs> uh, like replaced it with mega so yeah yeah. Basically, all we, we're just podcasters or influencers, and we all just work together. That's pretty much all we do, pretty much. And we're all anti-establishment America first people. Uh, every one of us is.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, we need more and more of that uh, because a lot of people need to uh, be able to steer away from this well- uh, establishment that we have that has a lot of power, even still uh, coming off of the 2020 election, as we just seen. You even talk about 2022, the red wave that didn't come to fruition, uh, is because of the establishment. And we have a lot of, we have a lot of work to do, as you guys have even just seen with a little bit of taste of it here with the gay porn. Tape released uh, from the judicial room, uh, Senate hearing room. Uh, we got a lot of work to do,
0: right? Yeah. Well, speaking of that, because that was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. Um, I didn't know about it till a couple to like um, I didn't know about when it first broke because I was busy that day. I found out about it from Tim Pool's podcast because I watch him all the time, and he and he talked about it, and I was like, "Is this a joke for real? Like, is this <laughs> a joke?" And I and then like um, it was on the Daily Caller, and so. I I went over to the Daily Caller just to see if this was true because I didn't because Tim likes to troll people so I thought that's what it could have been, and then I saw the screenshot on the Daily Caller then I immediately um turned it off I couldn't watch that no I just from that yeah. one screenshot you knew what it was so like and apparently th- these this guy is on is on Twitter too and he posts um these um like um a lot of images of him doing these weird I don't even want to describe it but on. I'm sure if you've seen this account on Twitter, you know what I'm referring to. So, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. So this guy that we're talking about uh, was a, a Senate staffer, a uh, gay guy. Uh, it's actually when they broke, they had let him go because of the fallout that was going to occur after that. So basically now you have uh, leftist media out there painting a different picture that this was no big deal. You have them out there saying that, well, you know what, this this guy, he was he was unfairly fired because he was gay. And that's not the case because, first of all, he knew what he was doing. Uh there's a lot of charges. Even you had Jonathan Turley lining this out, telling people the numerous amounts of charges that's going to be happening here. Because what he did was a criminal act. You know, we we have a problem in our uh nation with leadership, and this is going both on the right and the left. It's not just uh, Democrats like this staffer was. There's a lot of people that make this kind of behavior uh, well normalized. And now they do these things in these rooms and then they think that they can get away with it. So basically you can get out there and you can commit crimes, whether it be a sexual act or any other kind of uh, ab- abhorrent behavior uh, that is just destroys the uh, strength that we have in the leadership in this country and causes us to continue to head down a degenerate path that makes us, well, you know, a weak nation. And so basically what you have with this guy in our media out there parroting the fact that this guy was fired for being gay. Maybe maybe we need to come to the point that, uh, Ray, that we need to realize that maybe we are being destroyed by our own tolerance. You know, a lot of us, especially as Christians, want people to, well, uh, we want to be tolerant of the behavior in the hopes that they will change through the things that we are telling them. Well, there comes a point, right, that we got to say, you know what, enough is enough. We're not going to tolerate this kind of behavior and let it be normalized through the nation. So that's the kind of thing that we're seeing here with this, this kind of what what this guy did in the office we allowed that to occur we allowed leadership to because they might say one or two good things that we agree with to come into our role yeah exactly dave rubin let's let's take that for example so he agrees with us to a point on some things and then we say you know it's okay that they continue to do this behavior now you have children being well adopted by these people or basically raised uh by you know uh uh, that the sperm that they make in these labs and we're taking a child out of not being able to develop what are we looking at here in the future if we continue to allow these things to occur just so that we can in the name of agreement and tolerance uh do the things that we're doing we're destroying people more and more because you know, of our tolerance and they're using that against us. That's a Marxist tactic,
0: right? Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. And I actually tweeted out after this, like, um, this gay porno video um occurred after I heard about it, I said this, I said, it's going to get crazy leading, leading up to the 2024 election, but people filming a gay porno in the Senate chambers was not something I thought of would happen. So, <laughs> yeah, I- we're actually living in the South Park episode. I'm sorry. I'm convinced of that. We're living in a South Park episode because none of this is even is even makes any sense.
1: Well, no, because we continually make a joke of ourselves and the things that, you know, like I was just talking about, we've allowed this to happen. And, you know, be, and we will continue to be a joke of ourselves until we say to ourselves, we're not going to make agreements and tolerations of behaviors. And so the sake that we can move the needle forward on what we want to do. That's why we have to be uh, discerning. We like, you know, for instance, right. I have yet to share this video. First of all, I've seen the video. I couldn't avoid it because it was in my timeline the whole time. These are the things we got to really start having discretion about. I have realized that people want to talk about it and get the information out. But even you talked about just in your first statement, when you said that you would take a picture and then you would edit the picture so that you would not be harming the, uh, the you would not be harming another person's mindset in their eyes and what they see by this kind of stuff. we 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 are so we are so much that we want to be the first guy out there saying it, the one that's popular, the one that's getting the most likes, the one that's getting the most reposts, that it's we're not thinking about what we're doing to one another. And this is the kind of behavior. That we need to say no more of. We're trying to go in a better direction, uh, right? And 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 we can't do it this way. We got to stop being what's popular. We have to start taking a new direction and stand on these things.
0: Yeah, man. Like um, and also me and my friends, like the the other MAGABOLs, we were talking about this in, in, privately that um, with this video coming out, and this is something that's out in the open. What they what they put out there. What else has gone happened in the in the Capitol building in the Senate chambers? What else? Like um. One of my friends, he actually mentioned this. I guarantee, well, there's probably more people like Epstein than just Epstein that were inside the Capitol building doing weird stuff or anything like that. Like, who knows? Like, there's if this is just what they're putting out in the open, I want to know what they're doing behind the scenes. I just, I truly do.
1: Right, you know, because uh, the media has spun this that this was some kind of leaked video. It wasn't. This guy and his, you know, butt buddy, uh, was out, filmed this and they released it themselves. So it's not like it was some kind of secret uh, lover episode that they had personally on their phone so they could gather in a corner and watch this and touch on each other about it. This is actually something that occurs and they're glad and they're proud of it. This the whole thing behind the pride movement is to make something normalized and be, to be proud of being a degenerate. So we continue to allow these things to happen and we have to stop it. And yes, you're absolutely correct. There are things that go on inside of those chambers, far worse than some guy getting drilled uh, on a, a Senate table there's things I wouldn't even be surprised Ray that they're doing this with children and filming it because we have a, a huge human trafficking problem. And that's why, if you think about it, uh, the, the reason that you have these people coming over the border and the children disappearing is because they disappear into the arms of these, uh, these, these senators, these, uh, house of Rep- these representatives, they pass them along into a highway of human trafficking with the children. So yes, these people that we have elected are complicit in that behavior. And that is another reason that they want the illegal uh, immigration to occur because they're able to snatch these children and pass them around. We mm-hmm. have a huge, huge problem that we, with our leadership. And that's exactly why we're going to the hell in a handbasket with this country.
0: Yeah. So like, yeah, like I would also, when I was watching like um Tim Poole's podcast and Luke Radowski was on a show, he said this and I can't verify this, but this is something that Luke said um, that um there was like a big story in like the early two thousands with Bush where, like, um, some male prostitute was, um, was, was in the white house or something like that. I mean, like, and it, but the story was swept under the rug real quickly. So I can't verify if that's true or not. That's just what Luke said, but I, it, and, and then again, we have Big Mike um, in the who was in the White House too. So yeah. so like um I, I will, uh, is I here's something I'm interested. I'm curious in. is Washington D.C. just a giant like um, um, kink place then? Is that really all it just is? Like people don't even it's not even worried they're not even worried about passing any laws there. It's just there for show. They're just like having they're doing all their degenerate stuff there and like I'm um, while, while, while they're doing the real stuff outside of it. I don't know. I, I really would like to know if that's true or not.
1: Well, I think that the, the first thing I would recommend to anybody out there actually having that question posing it, you need to go and look at a documentary that was released by Chris Pinto at adullamfilms.com. It's called The Secret History of America's Beginnings. The If you look at all of the stuff that's all over the place there in Washington, D.C., it's one big cesspool of a, a cult. It's, uh, they have a lot of imagery there where, where they worship all kinds of False gods, uh, the Rosicrucians, and all of the Jacobites and stuff that did start uh, into this country come from that area. In fact, we to be honest with you, we don't even really need a Washington D.C. around, but it's 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 a place that they have, uh, well, the beacon of degeneracy, and 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 they they there's so many things that occur there that would make you your head spin around uh because of the worship of baal and and the things that that occurred there um so i'd highly recommend that everybody go and check something out like that called uh, the secret history of america's beginnings uh by chris pinto he's done a fantastic job uh in this series of showing that stuff guys we a lot of people think the jesuits have have gone away but that's just not the case and you know i i would really uh, i tell everyone to go and check out what the, who the Jesuits really are. Most people haven't gone away. This is a society of Jesus hasn't gone away. That's why you have this Pope, uh, this Marxist Pope's a Jesuit. So all of these things are occurring. They change their names, but th- it never will stop. And so that's why we have that cesspool of Washington, DC. That's why you have a lot of these people who continue to get elected uh, in a rigged system. So that they can stay in power. It's, it's insane what is occurring here.
0: Uh, with me being in Iowa, like, um, are you aware what what was that statue that was, or that thing was put in the Iowa State Capitol? Or did you hear about yeah, it's that? About,
1: it's about same time that someone said, "I'm not taking it," and ripped the statue down.
0: Well, he, apparently, he actually beheaded the statue, from what I heard. So, I don't know if he if he, he took the statue down. I just heard he beheaded it. So, I don't. No, know. he threw it
1: in, in the middle of the floor.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's probably even better then. So, yeah. And plus, apparently there was like candles lit in front of it or something like that, like in front of like a a satanic statue. Like, what were they doing? I I don't know. Like, are they just openly or just openly admitting that they're, they're Satanists or Luciferians or whatever they are? Well, to be
1: honest with you, if you really think about how this is occurring throughout all, the whole fabric of the nation, the fact that you can actually get a statue to sit there uh, at a Capitol building on display does to show you how far down the path that we've gone of tolerance. Uh, and, and you really need to go uh, – you need to uh, – you need to go and read about what's called the doctrine of tolerance that comes from the Jesuits. And what they do is they use that against you. They make you stay silent on what you believe is like this whole satanic temple that would have never had a place in this nation. Just even 10 years ago is now uh, become uh, an accepted form of freedom of speech and expression and religion. That's not the way it's supposed to be. So they are out there saying to you, we're here and now we're going to get stronger in what we do. That's why you have them putting uh, these clubs in uh, elementary schools. Now, we're not talking about some high school where you got kids that's you know grown older, young adults that uh, kind of think can think for themselves, though they're not ready yet. We're talking about little kids who don't even know what this stuff is they're going after them because they want to change the fabric of this nation from the smallest mind of innocence so we have a problem here as i said it really boils down to our tolerance for these things and the fact that you got a guy who has to do exactly what a christian would have done is go and say satan has no place here in this nation and rips down this offensive statue the, if you look into the whole religion of Satanism, you would see that it's about child sacrifice. It is about sexual, uh, sexual uh, aberrations, things that they do uh, with, with, with not just children, but people. It's sick. It, it, it's, it's disgusting what we've allowed to be you know, normalized. And if you continue to allow those things to occur and saying it's freedom of speech and freedom of religion, we're going to go down a path that's very dangerous, right?
0: Yeah. And God said we must hate evil, and that statue is is evil. And the guy did the right thing by get, by um just throw by just just tossing it out, pretty much. So yeah,
1: yeah I was very and, glad to hear that
0: myself. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, like, is it true or not? I've heard this, but has, has he raised like ten thousand plus dollars for his legal funds for that? I believe I heard something like that. Is that true or not?
1: Well, well, from what I, from what I've seen, that that's that's possibly true. Um a lot of um, I'm trying to remember correctly who said that they would come out and pay for his, you know, legal fees because he did that. I, I, the name of Casey. It was somebody big that did it. And I think it was Ted Cruz. I could be wrong on that, but. Was it Mike uh,
0: Lindell? Cause I know he does a lot of this stuff.
1: Well, Mike Lindell probably did. Um, A lot of them said that they would cover his funds because they were glad that he did something like that. And I think we should. I think that what he did, uh it took a lot of bravery and courage and, and, and to really show that we do still have principled people in here that will that will go under fire for what they do for right.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, and plus some um, from what I read, my governor Kim Reynolds alleged, actually allowed that statue to be put in there. So she could have um, oh. pre- prevented that, but she just allowed them to put it there. And then we see that um she betrayed President Trump too. So like um that's just another added bonus to it. So of why. I, I we can't st- I can't stand it and why we need to get rid of her and all the other rhinos that are in our government.
1: Well, you, you guys actually have a, a governor there that's, first of all, weak and a liar, but she's not very popular as they make her out to be. Iowans don't like her. She's not really somebody that that they appreciate. That's why it was, you know, laughable. Excuse me, laughable with uh, her endorsement for DeSantis. It really helped him in no way. People know how tyrannical this person was, what she did to you guys during COVID, tried to lie about it afterward and say that she didn't do those things when it's common knowledge what occurred there. Uh, you guys got to get some, we all do, we all have to get, I have, I have a governor here that though he says he's conservative, is a World Economic Forum puppet. So we have a lot of work to do uh, and then we have to co- continue to beat the war drum of change uh, to affect this nation.
0: Yeah. And like, um, you know, something interesting, neither Kim Reynolds nor Ron DeSantis would be governor without president Trump. Neither one of them would be because like pres- when president Trump endorsed both of them, their, their, their poll ratings skyrocketed afterwards, especially DeSantis. So yeah.
1: No, I agree. He wasn't very popular at all before then. In fact, I'd have to I'd go on to say that it's very likely he would not, would not have won against the communist, uh, the communist govern the communist candidate that was running against him as a Democrat. If it wasn't
0: for a Trump. drug addict,
1: because his poll numbers were terrible.
0: Yeah, Andrew Gillum, who was a gay drug addict. So yeah, like the guy got caught like I'm doing some extracurricular activities with a male prostitute at a hotel in Miami. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, and you guys don't. And <laughs> yeah, guys, go look that up in the comments section if um if you don't believe me, there it's true. So yeah. So, like, um, here's what I want to get into. Who do you? Uh, plus, I said things are going to get crazy leading up to the 2024 election. How? What other stuff do you like see them trying? These elitist or or these establishment people, whatever you want to call them, doing up to the 2024 election? I'm really curious what you think they're going to start doing.
1: Well, uh, there's 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 a few things you know that we really need to be looking at. First of all, you have uh, abortion is returned to the Supreme Court with the chemical abortion uh the myth press stone so the supreme court has taken up that case uh to look at that once again uh which is very huge to be honest with you not just uh, also the, us eliminating uh this industry to continue making millions of dollars off of the deaths of babies and the pain of women uh but it's going to be something that they'll run on because the democrats have did that the, this last election cycle in 2022 uh to and, and then you had people groups like antifa and 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 using the front of Jane's revenge attacking all of these pro-life clinics these things are going to start occurring into the streets it's also if you go as we pour into that because that's going to pick up steam you're going to also have to look at more of that occurring here because you have the pro hamas uh, protesters out there calling for the elimination of Jews in Israel uh, and for dozens of Palestinians to be able to go across the nation. Now, these people are embedded in our nation. Uh, you have them. They've come to the border. They've been uh, through legal means, uh, nefarious legal means. Uh, allowed to be able to set up in all of in all of our areas. Texas is a big epicenter for Islamists. Uh, watch that start to occur there if there does any kind of hot movement come out of that. But I, I, I see here because obviously uh, with that uh, war that's occurring between Israel and uh, uh, the. Palestinians, the Gazans, uh, is going to continue to escalate because Hamas has to be eliminated, uh, or they'll continue to do the things that they do. They already are, Iran is already deeply involved in that. You have China is is backing Iran. Do they try to take plausible deniability escapes on that? Uh, that's that they are pushing for that war because it that that region is very uh, strategic for them to get rid of Israel because Israel is the only well, ally that we have there in a sea of people that hate our nation and want to see us no less than dead or subjugated under the banner of Islam, which is a a terrible religion in itself. But uh, I see that these things are going to start occurring. They're going to start causing these flashpoints to occur again here in 2024. I think it's really important there in your state. What is it like January 15th? uh, You guys have your your caucus there. Uh, this is something we need to have our eyes on because I, I see a lot of things occurring after that because I think things are going to go well pretty good for Trump there in your state. You guys uh, support him wholeheartedly, uh, and 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 I think that when it does happen, uh, they're really going to flare up after
0: that point. Hmm. So yeah. So like um like um I'm really, I was li- I don't know if you listen to Charlie Kirk and I don't know, maybe you do maybe not um there's there's a lot of things you can say about him but one interesting thing he did say that is that um Trump was going to most likely be convicted before Memorial Day but it's possible that may be paused at least for now because like um the judge in the trial I believe correct me if I'm wrong he paused the trial temporarily at least for I don't mm. know how long so like the tr- it probably probably won't be started up till like later on so Maybe after maybe like um more in towards like um before the campaign really starts rolling up is when like um this con- this conviction thing was going to happen. So yeah, and and Charlie Kirk did say this when that when President Trump is convicted, what it's gonna be what he's gonna have to do is he's gonna have to pick a, a VP that can calm the suburban people because suburban people are the big, like um, when, if they see like someone like Trump who gets like, I'm um, convicted of something as of a felony, they're going to be like, Ooh, and what Charlie Kirk says was we need, he needs to get someone who can calm them. And he says, he thinks that person is Tucker Carlson. um And me, I think that would be a pretty good I- I- idea. And me here, I actually would prefer if Trump p- picked either Christie Nome or Tucker Carlson, One thing that they both can do is that they both can calm the suburban people. And Christy Gnome particular can calm the suburban women folk because suburban women have been really going away from President Trump by a whole lot. So yeah. So like beforehand, I did say I would prefer Vivek, but because after listening to what Charlie Kirk said, I think I'm on the path that um he needs to pick someone like Christy Gnome or Tucker Carlson, or maybe someone else along the lines that I'm not thinking of. Um, what's your thoughts on that, Dustin? Well, uh,
1: my opinion is I, I would avoid Christy Noem just because of the uh, the the things that surround her uh, about how she has gone back on things with COVID herself. She has also been known to have had an affair uh, there, and that that people tend to use that against against you know conservatives. Nobody is without sin, obviously, but uh, I think that is a problem there that you might be looking at with with her. Uh, Tucker Carlson. I think that would be a pretty cool ticket, but I, I don't know if I see that happening because you have Tucker Carlson uh, now launching his new media network. Uh, and I don't think that, that that he would be, he said, he's not interested. Of course, that's always what, what they say. And then it turns out they're going to do it, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I would, I do agree with you though, that it's going to take somebody that will have, to, even though we might not like it, uh, that would, you know, well bring over the people that aren't voting for Trump Um I think though he's got to be very, very careful uh, because he did that with Pence, and we've seen now what Pence, what the intelligent community has done. Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's going to be somebody that's not out in the forefront. Hopefully, uh, it, but we we need some time to vet them. I hope he vets them. Uh, but you're right. It it is going to take somebody that, well, can grab the other voters and bring them back into the fold for Trump because people have been disenfranchised through the means of media, through everything that the leftists and the Democrats have been saying about Trump, Uh, seeing somebody get arrested because a lot of people face it don't go and see independent media like what you do and you know what I do and listen to the facts. They go there. You have a lot of Fox News conservatives. Fox News actively goes after Trump. They don't want Trump in. The Murdochs have no desire for anybody who's outside of the establishment to be in. And, and that's the kind of issue that we have. We need somebody that can actually uh, gather those people with them. But
0: I don't know who's going to do it.
1: Uh, i I'm very worried honestly, because I think that it, people say a v a VP pick, you know, it doesn't much matter because they don't do anything, but it really does because in the background, they do a lot of things that we don't see,
0: yeah, like um if 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 were if it were possible and this would not be possible, and I'll explain it right after I say it, I would love for it to be Kerry Lake, but it can't be. It can't be because the regular people that um that don't pay attention to politics, like like the rest of us, that the, the those people they hate her more than they hate President Trump by a lot when you really look at it and they hate President Trump a lot so <laughs> I love I would love Carrie Lake but it just wouldn't work but if, if it were possible she would be the number one on my choice
1: but right, I agree I think Carrie Lake is a a fantastic individual I think that she I got to be honest with you I'll be I'll I'll go out and say that maybe she might be more strong on uh, MAGA than Trump and that just because you've seen what she's done, uh, Trump does have some some faults about him, you know, but nobody's perfect. I'll just you know, that's just a fact. But I, I don't think that she could either. She's a firebrand. People don't the, the because of what's occurred there in Arizona. They don't like the way that she speaks, even though the way she speaks is right. Uh, so, yeah, I think that would be I don't think that would be a good idea for Trump. Plus, I think that now that she's running for Senate, that's a better way for her to make an exact change that she needs to make occur, not just in her state, but abroad. Uh, So I think that, that, you know, you're right on that. I don't think that a carry late ticket would occur.
0: Yeah. Like also another interesting one, even though there's no way I this would happen, Sarah Huckabee. I like her, but that just wouldn't work really. So yeah. Um, A lot of people have been suggesting Ben Carson. I like Ben Carson, that would not work at all because moderates would not go for that one bit. So like I said, it's I say it would have to be either Christy gnome or Tucker Carlson, but that's just how my opinion is on it. Right.
1: Uh, I, I gotta be honest with you, I don't have anybody out there that, that I could I can I can see for myself that I would I would pick uh I have hangups with with most anybody who's out in the forefront right now. Uh, because I'm just a guy that I, I don't want us to have people getting their foot in the door any further than they need to as far as us starting to clean the house of what we've allowed to be there now um i'm hoping it's somebody that just they find and an, an, that, that isn't out there but has been working with trump behind the scenes that we just haven't gotten a chance to see uh but i i, I don't know that might be <laughs> might, might not occur in my opinion
0: yeah who knows um I just hope it's not Nikki Haley. I because like remember you you heard Laura, you not Laura Loomer, um Laura Trump um um say that she would make an interesting one. And then Don Jr. immediately came out and said he would go to great lengths to make sure that doesn't happen. If President Trump picked um Nikki Haley, he would lose half his base immediately. He would because <clears throat> there's so much I want to say about you could say about Nikki Haley. So much. So
1: well, Nikki Nikki Haley's a deal killer for me. There's no way that I could possibly in my own conscience vote for her on any ticket. This is a person uh, who is embroiled in, in uh, controversy herself uh, as a UN shill. Anybody who's a UN shill is a problem for us because the UN actively wants to take away individual rights from every single american in this country the un who is involved with the who the un who is involved with all of the islamists around the country including what's happening there in pal in, in, in the gaza strip with the palestinian movement uh, to take away the jews ability to stand strong as their own nation uh, this is somebody who also makes a lot of money off of the military industrial complex i am of the i'm the, i'm of the, the belief too I'm, I, you know i'm i'm a veteran that we do have to, as a country, help people uh, when it does come down to it. But we, we don't have the strength that we once wore anymore. So how can we be, you know, the guy who backs up somebody? But we don't need to be just entering into wars is as somebody like Nikki Haley would want to, uh, because we need to stop allowing these people to make millions of dollars off of the deaths of people across the world for unnecessary conflicts that could be resolved by the people who's fighting amongst themselves. Uh, So I think this is a a, a big, big no for me on Nikki Haley.
0: Yeah. But yeah. So, uh, like it, like I said, who, Whoever Trump picks, he just has he has to be smart about this. He can't just pick some random person like he did with Pence last time. So yeah, I, I don't I don't know who it is. Um, I've heard many other rumors, but I, at the end of the day, I'm still not even sure Trump knows who, who he's going to pick. He's he's thought about it, I'm sure, but he, even he doesn't know who he, who it will be.
1: Well, I don't think I, I think you're probably right about that. I don't think that he's got a an exact uh, firm concrete. Person that, you know, he's got uh, or else there'll be a lot more hints around there, especially when you start talking around the whole Trump uh, sphere of influence. And I run around with some people that uh, that do have, you know. uh, A contact with him and even over the last in the last couple of weeks, I was with them and they were telling me that, you know, they're doing all that they can to make sure that the right people are surrounded by him, but we got to understand this hard fact about Trump. He doesn't know what we know. He uh, these people, uh, even Don Jr., who really doesn't care. <laughs> you got to, you got, we got. This might surprise you, but he does not care about what's going on with what we talk about. He doesn't believe it. He 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 kind of brushes it off. And I'm not saying he's a bad guy, but he's not into that kind of stuff. He's because that's why he even d- defended Bud Light and all of that. It's hard to get to people like that, but Trump does listen to somewhat, and you need to get more people around him. He's still surrounded by the individuals, which caused the problems for him in 2020. Although he's a little bit more uh, well aware of it, but still there's a lot of work to do around Trump. So you're, you're, very possibly right that he doesn't have uh, 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 know who he's gonna pick.
0: Well, me personally, there was there was a, a lot of the a lot of Trump's mistakes and his mistakes and a lot of his cabinet picks. I think boiled down to one person. Um, I, I I'm not sure if I should say that person's name, but I have a strong feeling of who it is. Um, it, let's just say um, it's his um, son-in-law. I'll just sleep Jared Kushner. I'm, I'm I'm sorry, i'm I'm sorry. I, I think a lot of that came down to him because he was his top advisor advising him on all these decisions. So that's why i'm I just hope I hope if he gets back into office, he keeps he, he does not bring Jared Kushner into the White House. He can't do that. He just cannot at all.
1: I, I don't think that he will. Uh, I think that there was already a lot of damage done there by Jared Kushner. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of damage done there with, you know, uh, his daughter, uh, that that they were embroiled in a lot of this controversy. Uh, We also got to remember too, that Mike Pence comes from the intelligence community way before that, Uh, so it was absolutely planned that he was going to be a plant there. Uh, to do the things that he was doing. Every leak that did occur in the Trump administration was very likely, at least 90% of it came from Mike Pence and the people that he is involved with. This is somebody that we need to be investigating and putting in, uh, putting uh, on trial uh, because this is somebody that undermined the country, very likely committed treason uh, and continues to, tr- he tried to once again. It, people may think his political career is over Perhaps, but I don't think that his career is over of undermining this country and the fabric of our intelligence. So we need to be really watchful of the, this kind of uh, of this guy. I don't think he's finished. But um, uh, you, you are right about Kushner. I, I, I share that same sentiment. Uh, he, uh, I remember when when we when he was picking the people to be in his cabinet and Kushner was even mentioned, I threw a fit. I didn't want you know, that liberal Kushner in there, I knew that he would not have the best interest of America first, uh, with all of his Koch brothers involvement and the globalist tendencies that he had. So, um, hopefully this Trump, if there's anybody that he, that if he's gonna do any family with him, I would suggest that it just strictly be Eric Trump and not the rest of them, uh, Eric Trump does lend an ear to the things that we're saying. He does listen to the things and he's getting more and more understanding of what's happening as far as the plans of globalists, the plans of people like Klaus Schwab, uh, Yuval Noah Harari, and all of these people who did what they did to us back there in 2020. Uh, so Eric Trump is definitely somebody that he should keep around. The other ones, they still got some work to do.
0: Yeah. Well, well his youngest is like he's not even a, an adult yet. So, he'll probably so he'll probably be like at least 10 or so years before his youngest son Baron even decides to get involved in politics. So, who knows? But yeah. But yeah, uh, like um I I think in my opinion, just my opinion, a lot of the like the weird things Trump did with like let's say the bump the bump stock ban, in my opinion, I think that was more Kushner than Trump because I think Kushner was on pressuring him into do a to to do that. That's just me. I don't know if that's true or not, but I just get a hunch on it.
1: I think that I think that Trump made some mistakes there that he now realizes were not correct. But we got also understand that you know Trump, uh, although we do like him and he is an outsider, he does still have uh, he still does have some things that even at his age he has to grow into. He's not a full blown conservative like us. He does have. Kind of lean more liberal as far as social issues. But I think that he does have, he does do his best for the interest of the nation and what people want. I think that he does go in there uh, to serve as the president and not to be the, uh, as they want to call him a dictator. Uh, I think this is somebody who does care what he does about that. Uh, and he made some mistakes. And I think that, you know, we could kind of give him a pass on that because i mean this is somebody who was not a, a career politician uh and, and and made mistakes and he had some beliefs there that maybe we haven't gotten a chance he hadn't gotten a chance to you know leave yet uh so i think that's going to be a whole lot different this time around
0: because really he only served three years when you really look at it because 2020 he did he, he He wasn't he wasn't even really able to lead because what happened was the whole country was shut down for the whole year. So he couldn't do what he all that he wanted to like. He couldn't do the the trade deals with China that he wanted to because he had to Mm. focus on the lockdowns and covid and and all that stuff. So who knows what else could have happened? Probably more great stuff, I would assume, would have happened in my view. I think
1: that it would have gone into a second term and we would have experienced more success in this nation than we have ever seen before because we already uh we're starting to experience great things happening in our own individual households because of trump uh i was starting to get places that i never was uh, i had the hardest time getting to uh, and, and especially financially uh it was a great time for this country it was a great time Uh, to see that other countries respected the nation once again and took seriously a president in office was not going to be controlled by them and he didn't play any games. Uh, And I think that that we're going to see that occur again with his presidency. But this time, I think he's going to come with a scepter of fire and burn down all of this establishment bullcrap that we've had to deal with all of this time. And, And everybody better believe that he's going to have a foreign policy that does not take this crap From China does not take this crap from Russia. Dang sure won't take any crap from Ukraine and the bullying and the shakedowns which have occurred under the Biden administration for these last several years.
0: Yeah. So, so like, um, if Trump gets back in, um, how do you see his like, um, you you just mentioned he's going to like burn down like all the establishment stuff. Like, um, how, like, what, what, like, um, what else do you think he's going to do besides that? Because besides, he's, I think what he's going to do is, he would just like go like full blown, everything like everybody, you're all fired, all that. Get out of here. And I think there's gonna I I'm I'm almost positive that they're gonna try to impeach him a third time just because of that, just trying to get rid of the establishment, establishment stuff. Because he's because he's not gonna put up with it anymore, because they robbed him of a term that he actually won, in my view, but they robbed him of it in 2020. And I I just I forgot what I was gonna say. But he, he's he's going to go full-on, full-on, full-on with them. I'm just going to – that's what I think he's going to do.
1: Well, I think he's going to shake the entire foundation of what's there in these cabinets. Everybody's going to be fired – should have been fired in the first place before. I don't think that he's going to make the same kind of uh, employee mistakes that he did in the past because he did have to deal with several of them. Uh, in fact – You're going, you have a man who's being sued for something that he didn't do. You have a man who's being, has been put through the ringer, even as he is not even president. Not even president and is getting put through the ringer with this lawfare and these court systems. He's going to come in there and these people are going to pay for what they've done. He's going to do it the right way. He's going to do it lawfully Uh, and he's going to get the people. Uh, inside of Congress uh, that we need. He's going to start making better endorsements because uh, I don't think that he's going to be allowing his ear to be had by those who whispered foolish things into his ear and making it, and causing him to make some not great decisions. Uh, and I think that you're right. He's going to go in there and there's going to be a lot of people fired. They're going to get sent packing. And I think that the the after this last time we're gonna see a lot of people uh, like uh, Merrick Garland gone the very people who are going after people like you
0: and me, mm-hmm. like Trump said they're not after him they're after us he's just in the way and I think it's gonna be really shown in twenty twenty four like even le- leading up to the election they're gonna go they I guarantee I'm guarantee you there's gonna be some some more crazy stuff like. Will they you try COVID a third time, like second time? I don't know. Will I don't know. They could. They will. I, I like I said. I don't know. They're gonna try something crazy to like him mean, at least top that in some way. Who knows what what that is? I have no idea. But they're gonna be so desperate to make sure he doesn't get it back in there because because Trump is the biggest threat to the establishment. Well, Carrie Lake, you could make an argument is as equal as Trump, but like um. Trump is the is the leader of of the anti-establishment that can like at least bring down what the establishment is is doing.
1: Right and and I think that you know what we need to consider especially when we're talking about another well pandemic Occurring, I think it's going to be much more uh, along the lines of what they're already conditioning the American public with uh, cyber security. Uh, as soon as 2021 started, you know, after 2021, you had the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab and all of these people talking about the next great threat is cyber cyber attacks, and you start seeing all of these uh, occur. They've up in frequency this past year they're attacking hospital systems uh in fact we had one here called the ut health center was attacked uh, just a few weeks ago and they weren't they just now after almost a month were able to resume surgeries again our infrastructure is so weak ray that all it would take something like that that's why you have this uh, predictive programming like you have with the obama's making that netflix film called leave the world behind everybody keeps focusing on their white racism it's nothing except uh, that's it's very small of course we expect them to have that thing they want you to focus on that instead of what's going on behind the home point of the movie. And that's the attack that will occur and how people will stay in their homes, how people will be afraid to do anything. And then they'll change the fabric of the nation, allowing themselves to be able to make sweeping, critical measures in every single city. That's what they want to do. We should be looking at that. That's very, very real threat. Uh, and you get them attacking even things like our own electrical grid. We're done. And I don't think that the average American is capable of doing that. And I'll tell you why. They can't grow their own food. You're in a state of people that grow their own food mostly. Abroad, in other states, they can't do that, especially when you're talking in major cities. Do you stop that? you're going to see people attacking one another like you've never seen before. You already see what they do in the blue cities with looting. Imagine it on a wide level. People don't yeah. care it, it anymore. They will do what they want to do.
0: hmm Have you seen the trailer for that movie, Civil War, the recent one? I, <laughs> excuse me, I
1: have not gotten there yet.
0: I haven't had a chance to watch that, but I'm, that's my I'm next on my list. You got to watch it, man, because... The only thing ridiculous about it is saying like Texas and California um is seceded from the U.S. together. That's the only ridiculous thing. But outside of that, it's scary, man. Like um, it, it's like it's almost intentionally going to happen. And like um, you find it weird that um, next year is the twenty twenty four election, and the name of the studio releasing the movie is called A twenty four. I don't I don't know. And that's maybe that's the joke. I don't know. So, but yeah, like um, it it, it it's scary, man. Like um. It's actually actually showing like um the government actually bombing like doing airstrikes on the American citizens because of the hunch that um some of the rebels like on the, the from that seceded from the uit from the union were on that's we're in the in this we're in the crowds like there's some I can't even describe it because it but whatever it's this could actually happen really this really could happen because like um if we stay on the same path like I do believe that there will be a national divorce. And guess what? I'm actually for a national divorce because, hey, if you guys if, – if the woke people want to live the way they want to, okay, fine then. Then we're just not – I just don't want to be a part of it. We're not going to be part of it either. So we'll just go go off on our own. And what the – but here's the thing, the funny thing about it though. In the movie, they have like the, the people that seceded from the Union be the aggressors. They were the ones who attacked the United States. When That's, when that's clearly what wouldn't happen. The United States would be the aggressors and be the ones to attack this, these states that's that seceded. So, yeah.
1: Well, you know, uh, we do have uh, the possibility that that because you know, they've achieved enough s- signatures here in Texas, through the Texas nationalist movement, head up by Miller. There, uh, he's worked since you know like 1997 on this, and uh, and 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 so basically, there is a possibility that we could secede from the union. I think that is it's, it's I've, I. I I signed it myself because I don't mind a vote on it. I think that the people should be able to decide what they want to do. Texas has it in its constitution and they are sustainable themselves that they could be a country. However, that is interesting that you say that they're making them the aggressors. If if Texas did vote to secede from the Union, there wouldn't be no attacking the United States. They'd be busy going on about on their own business trying to clean up the problems that they have here as they it's going to take, you know, a long time to become uh, the independent, you know, country as they would be, but it's possible. They're not going to be on attacking. And what you would need to worry about is the federal government coming to attack a state that wants to secede. Uh, what you got, you guys, What there was what, Idaho, I think it was on the ballot uh, in 2022. Uh, a lot of states have been talking about a national divorce. Uh, you had Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, call for something like that. And So what? We're supposed to work as states interdependently, right? We're not all connected to each other other than the fact that we work independently to create an interdependence, which becomes our country. So because our states are all under the federal government, we're controlled by a unit of government that should not be telling states what to do. So it, we do need something like this. We do need something to occur, and they're very afraid of it because they don't want you to be independent. They don't want you to go back to a time period when you were able to fend for yourselves, take care of your family, and grow and be happy. They don't like
0: that. They pay ownership. Yeah, because the foundation of this country w- with the Constitution, the states all agree individually agreed to, to join it because like um, technically i believe correct me if i'm wrong i believe like one or two of the states um were waited to the last second because they didn't like it and then they joined at the very last second only because they changed some of the things to make to make them agree to join the union i believe that's true correct
1: that's true because the, you know they had to write it into that the countries that they would still be able to uphold their own state constitutions and if i'm not mistaken one of those is texas you know with all of that but uh, yeah, that, that, that is, a, that is a known fact, you know, but, uh, Tex, well, Texas then, didn't they,
0: join the union until like much later. They weren't even the country yet. Part of the U S Well,
1: right, that, that's because uh, Mexico. Right, right, right. You're right yeah. on that. So, I'm, th- I'm,
0: um, I'm talking about after when the constitution was ratified,
1: right? So that probably might've been what Georgia or something. I could be wrong on that though. I'd uh, have to go Rhode... back and look at my
0: history on that. I think it was Rhode Island and New York. I believe I could be oh, wrong. Was it? I believe it was. I could be wrong, though. But, yeah, no, there's could, something along the wrong.
1: I, I brush up on that. I could be very wrong on that myself. But I know that there was an there was arguments there that uh, about you know the being controlled by a central government. So they didn't like that for sure.
0: Yeah, very very interesting. So uh, yeah, um, you you, you said you got to head out at five fifteen um central because you got another show to do. But yeah, like yeah. Well, one more question I wanted to ask you before you go. Um, I'm not sure if you know. Um, well, have you? Uh, my mistake. Have <laughs> you actually? So that's on me. Sorry. Have you actually ever met President Trump before?
1: I've never had the opportunity to meet President Trump. No.
0: Yeah, me. I I haven't yet, but um, I would love to someday. So yeah, yeah.
1: I did have. I did. Uh, there was a, a a function that was being held there in Houston, Texas, and I had media credentials to cover the event that Don Jr. was doing and Trump was gonna be speaking. Uh, unfortunately, what happens is Secret Service gets involved and they will immediately take those things away. We had that occur. Uh, I so I was about to get to be there in person with him and, and, and cover the event and, and talk to them. But that was pulled from us from the Secret Service. So I've come very close.
0: <laughs> uh, I've never met him, but I've been to two of his events because he's been campaigning here in Iowa for the last few months. So, yeah, like on the like a few weeks ago where I met the the, the the event where I met Alex Stone, he actually point he actually Trump actually acknowledged me multiple times throughout the event. He pointed right at me a couple times. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think he saw my mugshot shirt that I was wearing. So I think that's why. So,
1: he <laughs> stood yeah, out, Alex, man.
0: <laughs> possibly yeah and it's it's a custom one I made I had the mug shot and then the caption I had that that had I had said anti-matrix on it so he hit oh that sounds awesome yeah and, and also I did ye- scream out loud that you're the best president and he actually he didn't he looked at me he didn't he didn't turn his head but he looked at me his eyes did and then he smiled and nodded and he <laughs> and, I went back and I looked at the footage and then I could literally see it so yeah mm
1: mm-hmm that's really cool
0: yeah so and plus i at the event too i met someone there that said they can they have contacts that can get me a trip to mar-a-lago too Ooh, so yeah i would work
1: on those contacts
0: (laughs) oh yeah man i will Mm -hmm. yeah i'm trying to i'm what i'm trying to do is like i'm i'm trying to build more contacts and i'm trying to like i'm by, and I'm, always, I'm trying to get like more people on my show, like um, more different people I've never had before. So like I'm trying to mix things up and just like try to expand a lot, really. That's what my whole goal is with my podcast.
1: But, you know, the more events that you do attend, uh, the, the better that works for you. That's, the you know, what I've done. I'll work a job just like anybody else outside of building a media company. You've got to do what you can. Some people move faster than other ones and are able to do that. Uh, it's just it's. It is by the providence of God that you meet everyone that comes into your path, and from that you will be able to develop relationships that last. So,
0: yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent agree, man. So yeah, man, you, I mean, you got to head out in like a minute or so. But um, like um, before you go, um, Dustin, where can my audience find you at? Actually,
1: there's numerous places that you can follow uh, find me. You can follow me on Twitter at dloyd D L O Y D F A U L K, at BF underscore Frontline. Uh, you can check us out there on Freedom First Network, on Rumble at BF Broadcasting, uh, on X, on on uh, Truth Social, on Frank Speech. Uh, these are all places that you can watch the show. Uh, we're about to be relaunching our website here soon. Uh, and we're going to be bringing on a lot of people onto the network as well to start doing shows themselves. So you guys keep posted and keep watching where we're going.
0: Yeah. Like you're welcome to come on my show anytime you want, man. Just reach out and I can schedule it. Yeah, that sounds great. Can't wait. Yeah. Okay. Also, guy, like guys, make sure to go over and follow um um Dustin on Twitter and um X whatever you want to call it. Also follow him on Truth and all the other platforms too. Also follow me um Ray me Ray at, at, on Twitter at Ray Studios twenty nine. My handle is right here at Ray Studios twenty nine. Also follow me on Rumble and all the podcast platforms because I'm on all of those, and follow me on all the other social media platforms because I'm on all of those too. Like I said, I'm trying to grow the Race Studios brand and also trying to, um, like I'm, um, grow the Maga Bulls brand too, the Maga Bulls because, like i um, like I said, me and my crew we're just trying to, like them um, go out there and push the America First agenda and push the anti-establishment agenda too. So yeah, that's all right, really guys. Awesome, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, you got to meet some of the other guys sometime. Like, I think you would really get along. With, if you get along with me, you will get along with them very well. A whole lot. <laughs> Can't <laughs> all wait. Right. Yeah, I can. Yeah. All, all right, guys. This was Ray, and this was Dustin, and this was the Ray Infinity Show podcast. This was episode number 129. Catch you guys later. Peace!